Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Thursday, April 7th, 2022. Our bit today is taken from Isaiah chapter 65, verse 24, which says, And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And when they are yet speaking, I will hear. Oh, it's a beautiful Thursday morning out there, my people. I only wish there could be a little more heat in the sun, though. (laughs) But that will come eventually, all in God's good time. And that's one thing about our great God. He might not come exactly when we want him to, but he is aware of all our situations. And rest assured, he's never late. Glory be, my faithful brethren. We have to remember, though, that the promises of our God are ever so important because oftentimes that's all we have to base our faith and trust on. Remembering, too, that he's never broken one in the past and he has both the desire and power to never break any at all. So today, let's look at one interesting promise made by the prophet Isaiah on the Lord's behalf when he spoke to his people about new heavens and a new earth. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And when they are yet speaking, I will hear. Yes, friends, that's how quick the communication will be. The Lord promises to answer before we even call and to answer while we are still speaking. Wow, that's how it will be in the new Jerusalem. Can you imagine that beautiful and serene scene where the wolf and the lamb shall feed together and the lion shall eat straw like the bullock, that's the ox, and dust shall be the serpent's meat or food? They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, said the Lord. And that's taken from Isaiah 65, 25. Oh, I know some of us won't believe it until we see it, but that's what it takes to live in God's kingdom. You believe it before you see it. Now, let's look at some other promises that branch off from that one, where the Lord assures and reassures of his faithfulness. And Isaiah, again, in his true description of religion, reiterates God's promise. If his people will give up their wicked and idolatrous ways and do what God desires of them, then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thine health or healing shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy rare word or rare God. Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth or pointing of the finger, and speaking vanity or wickedness, and if thou draw out or extend thy soul to the hungry, 
and satisfy the afflicted soul. Then shall thy light rise in obscurity or darkness, and thy darkness or gloom be as the noonday. And the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought or famine, and make fat or strengthen thy bones, and thou shalt be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. For oh, my people who wouldn't want to enjoy such a beautiful life, eh? But it requires keeping our promises to live for the Lord. And he will do almost anything for us if we live the way he desires, with him being first in all we do. And by the way, all of that lovely stuff came from Isaiah 58 verses 8 to 11. And yes, we all love the good life, but we don't want to work for it. Unfortunately, though, the good life only comes through obedience, hard work, and sacrifice. Now, listen to these wonderful words of promise from Psalm 91, titled, God is a Refuge and a Fortress. The psalmist confidently declares of the Lord, Because he had set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high. Because he had known my name, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, that's length of days, will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. And that's taken from Psalm 91, 14 to 16. No, friends, you couldn't get a better promise than that. But then again, it requires some serious and sincere effort on our part towards our Heavenly Father. And what about this miraculous happening in the answer of prayer from the words of Daniel? He says, And while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God. Yea, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, or being weary with weariness, touched or reached me about the time of the evening oblation, that's the evening offering, and he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I'm now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. At the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment, that's the word or order, came forth, and I am come to show or tell thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understand or give heed to the matter and consider or understand the vision. And that comes from Daniel 9, 20 to 23. Now, friends, doesn't that just warm the cockles of your hearts? Yes, my fellow saints, it ought to. For before Daniel was even finished praying, the angel Gabriel came to talk with him. Exactly what the Lord promised in those other scriptures we've read this morning. He even showed him a vision 
of Israel's future. But that was because Daniel was an obedient servant of the Lord. And he would do the very same with us if we truly became his obedient servants. And the scholars offer this interesting explanation on those verses. They say the answer of God to Daniel's prayer came immediately through the angel Gabriel. Although Daniel's prayer was primarily for God's forgiveness and restoration of the Jews to their land, his initial concern for God's program for Israel that can be found in verse 2 of that chapter caused the Lord to reveal to him an outline of Israel's future from that point on. And that vision of Israel has held true right down through the ages. But friends, receiving the goodness of God almost always depends on us doing what he requires. It's as simple as that. As the old people would say, it takes two to tango and one hand washes the other. One person can't tango by themselves, neither can one hand wash itself. And we need to remember that we are in a partnership with God, which means both sides have their parts to do. Our part is to serve and worship the Lord fervently and obediently. His is to look after us when we do that. And you know what? Our God is so good that he even gives us stuff that we don't deserve, like what we call our Thursday blessings, but they enable us to do his work. So that means we don't even have cause to complain that we don't have the tools to do his work. <laughs> now, let's declare those blessings in loud and proud voice so that they can take effect in our souls and thus in our everyday lives. I declare that I am blessed with God's supernatural wisdom and receive clear direction for my life. I declare today that I am blessed with creativity, courage, talent, and abundance. I am blessed with a strong will, self-control, and self-discipline. I am blessed with a great family, good friends, good health, faith, favor, and fulfillment. I'm blessed with success, supernatural strength, promotion, and divine protection. I'm blessed with a compassionate heart and a positive outlook on life. I declare that any curse or negative word that's ever been spoken over me is broken right now in the name of Jesus. I declare that everything I put my hands to will prosper and succeed. I declare it today and every day. Amen. And now, my people, if we want to see real benefits in our earthly walk, then we need to go and put those blessings to work in the lives of others, just as generously and unselfishly as the Lord did in ours. Much love. And the postscript for today says, What's in a promise? One's heart and soul. And that's the way it should be, friends. We make, when we make a promise, it should come from our heart. And we, we would just want to always keep it. 
It's not like the way we make promises nowadays and say promises are made to be broken. No, friends. The Lord keeps all his promises and if we are living for the Lord, then we need to keep our promises too. So let's go out and do that today, please. No? While we're living for Christ, keep our promises, be obedient and worship him the best way we can. And we pray that in Christ's mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.